0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Wharton FinTech Podcast. Today, we're joined by Mark Andrews, Vice President of IBM Watson Financial Services. Mark led the creation of this new organization with the IBM Watson team to build out industry-specific analytics offerings. This team is driving the design, development, and delivery of pre-built analytics solutions to help organizations extract new insights from the explosion of data in support of their key business objectives. Mark has been in the financial services industry for over 20 years and is also a Wharton alum. Mark, thanks for joining us today.
1: My pleasure. Nice to be with you. Thanks.
0: Um, Could you start us off by sharing with our listeners more about you and your path to IBM and also your current work at Watson?
1: Uh, Sure. I uh, took a traditional route uh, that uh, a lot of people uh, took after leaving Wharton, went into consulting and was doing consulting work for some financial services firms when... uh, in the middle of the the dot-com era, left to go to a startup. Uh, There were about five of us and built out uh, a company that was building, uh, developing middleware solutions for financial services companies. And we actually sold the company to IBM, which is how I arrived at IBM myself. Great.
0: Um, So all very interesting and would love to sort of hear your perspective on the reg tech and financial insights in the U.S., and how they're evolving, and maybe what opportunities and challenges you see ahead in both of those spaces.
1: Uh, Yeah, so what was, as as we've been working at IBM with financial services firms for, and it's one of our, uh, one of the biggest industries we we serve, and we provide various different types of technologies and solutions for financial services companies, uh, we, we recognized a um, some challenges that they were facing. And what was interesting is in parallel, we had been developing out some of our cognitive AI-related technologies through Watson. And as uh, some of you may be aware, we started off uh, commercializing Watson in the healthcare space. And uh, when we took it to the healthcare space, we we learned a lot about some of the key differentiating capabilities that cognitive technologies provide. Uh, such as the ability to understand natural language uh, as opposed to the way computers operate have operated traditionally, which has been more on structured structured data. Uh, also the ability to deal with conflicting information to reason with information, uh, dealing in situations where there is not always a single right answer, but there are potentially multiple answers, and also, different evidence that is pointing in different directions. And then the third key aspect was the ability to learn and learn in different ways, not have pre-programmed rules or paths, but to be able to learn from evidence that it sees over time and get smarter and be able to provide uh, better insight and enable people to make better decisions. And what we saw after applying this in the healthcare space is that there were a lot of corollaries in financial services and in particularly in the regulatory compliance space. Uh, you deal with a lot of unstructured information, whether it's the regulations themselves, whether you're dealing with uh, things like financial crime and having to read through information about case notes or do due, due diligence on customers where you're reading through and trying to identify negative news uh, or even in conduct surveillance and reading through whether it's complaints, emails, uh, other information to track communications and see if people are involved in misconduct. So it was a ripe area to apply these technologies. And what we found is the application of technology in particular in the regulatory compliance space has been somewhat limited. It's a very, uh, most of the activities are very manual in nature. Uh, you see banks having to invest a lot of human resources, people to review alerts that are generated by systems, to do due diligence on customers, to uh, review potential conduct issues, to understand complaints, things of that nature. So a, a ripe area to apply new types of technologies. and. This is really where RegTech has been focused, is how to apply new types of technologies and capabilities to transform how people are addressing their regulatory compliance requirements.
0: Great. Very interesting. Um, could, you, could you share with us more about how the idea for Watson Financial Services came about? Maybe more about any hurdles that have arisen while implementing this idea, which is pretty exciting
1: uh yeah what what we found was as i mentioned we we learned a little bit from starting to apply this in the healthcare space and as we looked at what was the next industry we could apply this to we we found a lot of those same challenges as i mentioned in in the financial services space however one of the the problems that you have here are twofold one in in healthcare you see organizations are used to making longer term Investments to drive value and benefit. They uh, invest in the the life cycle for developing new drugs and cures to diseases is fairly lengthy. So what we found is uh, the medical researchers were willing to make those investments to spend a lot of time to train systems to teach systems to be able to be able to be to apply to their domain. And in financial services, unfortunately, we see people aren't quite as patient. They are looking for quarterly results. They need to see returns on their investments in a much faster time frame. And that's been one of the big challenges in applying these types of technologies to the financial services space because it is something that uh, requires time and investment to teach systems to be able to learn the domain and the specificity of a of not only an industry but of particular business problems, whether it be any money laundering and financial crime, whether it be uh, conduct surveillance, whether it be managing regulations and the obligations that firms have to address, things of that nature. Um, But what we found is it is a ripe area for that because of the manual activities involved. We see in financial services uh, firms organizations spending thousands of legal hours to read through and interpret regulations to understand what they have to do to address those regulatory obligations, and then implementing and addressing those regulations. A lot of financial services firms today complain about it being very much a check-the-box type of exercise, which means there is opportunity uh, for automation, but what we see is it today does require a lot of that manual review. So uh, as an example, in the anti-money laundering space today, uh, typically out of every 100 alerts generated by today's transaction monitoring systems, only one or two of them end up resulting in an actual true suspicious activity report that gets filed, uh, meaning they are dealing with 98% false positives so it takes a lot of time and effort to review all of these alerts and understand what is relevant and what needs to be followed up on however because of the regulatory requirements uh, the banks are required when an alert is generated to spend time following it up and validate that it truly is not uh, money laundering activities so again, a ripe area to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of the systems that are used today. While at the same time, one of the challenges is because this is such a highly regulated industry, uh, banks need to be cautious to make sure that as they try and innovate in this space and drive those efficiencies, that they're still addressing their regulatory requirements. So that's one of the key challenges in this financial services space that banks need to ensure as they innovate uh, that they are still addressing the regulatory requirements. And in fact, there's been a lot of debate in the industry and challenges and concerns raised from the banks that there are these you know, new fintechs that are in some ways competing with them that are not, uh, or at least historically, have not had to uh, um, adhere to those same uh, regulatory requirements. Uh, but we see more and more firms are being forced to be address at least some of these requirements in order to provide some of those same financial services.
0: Interesting. So you've touched on this, but noting this space is new and evolving would love to hear more about sort of the differentiated value proposition of IBM compared to other reg tech and sort of insight delivery organizations.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a, a great question. And in fact, there are a lot of very innovative companies in this space uh, and uh, a lot of startups focused in this area. And there are a lot of different techniques to addressing the problems that I talked about. Uh, there are various different technological approaches people are taking from. And when when you talk about you know, quote-unquote, artificial intelligence. If you ask five different people what that means, you'll get five different definitions. And in fact, there are various different types of technologies being applied, whether it's uh, machine learning, deep learning techniques, graph analytic techniques, and it, identity resolution and entity analytics. Uh, and traditional predictive analytic approaches are still very relevant. In this space, NLP, uh, being able to do voice and speech to text, there's a lot of different capabilities that are applicable here. Um, being able to extract understanding and meaning from unstructured information, and what we've found is that each of these individual techniques have value on their own, but the in order to drive results that have a meaningful impact. We're finding you actually need to combine multiple different approaches and techniques, and this has been one of the things that we've been focused on: is not providing a kind of one-trick pony type of approach or being able to just provide one technique uh, to these uh, to the financial services organizations, but providing an approach that enables them to take advantage of multiple different techniques and approaches. And I would say that is one of the key differentiators that IBM has been able to, to bring in combining multiple different techniques and approaches, as opposed to the multitude of startups that you know have gotten really good at one particular technique or approach. Uh, a few other things that we have done is we found and learned from our work in the healthcare space. That it was important to have that understanding and expertise when you apply cognitive technologies and artificial intelligence. It is important to be able to embed the understanding of the particular domain. And uh, you know, people often kind of ask us if you know Watson can ask any question and if there is one Watson. And in fact, there is no one Watson. What we found is just like. With uh, with people, you need to specialize in particular areas. So, what we had to train a Watson system to understand the various different medical terms and healthcare issues that are very different from dealing in financial services. And even within financial services, managing and addressing financial crime is very different than. Trying to cross sell and upsell customers, which is different than understanding and managing financial risks, things of that nature. So, what we found is it was important to have the expertise that could train and teach Watson to understand the aspects that are relevant for that particular domain. And that's what led to our acquisition of Promontory a little over a year ago. And we've brought in Promontory to help us bring in that domain knowledge and expertise. And the interesting aspect about Promontory is, as opposed to traditional consultancies, they're actually a firm that was made up of primarily ex-regulators. Um, so they were the individuals that were writing the regulations and or doing the examinations of banks in the first place, um, and or practitioners themselves, people that had been working at banks managing their financial crimes programs, things of that nature. So that's been another key differentiator is pulling in and applying that industry-level expertise uh, and domain-specific expertise to train the systems. And then the final um, aspect that we've really harped on is our approach to AI. And we, we often talk about it as cognitive capabilities, and there, there's a couple of elements that we have focused on to differentiate our application of this technology. Uh, we have very much focused on the, an ethical approach to AI, but also in how we apply it, we often talk about augmented intelligence versus artificial intelligence, which is critical in this space because most individuals uh, aren't always going to be trust completely trusting of just a computer telling them what to do. So we have focused on not just trying to make the decision for the employees, but uh, providing them with better information and better insights to help them make a better decision faster. And that's really what we mean by augmented intelligence. We are helping bring together all the information and insights to enable a person to make a better decision and to make it more quickly, but also providing all the evidence. And this was something that was interesting. We learned from the healthcare space when if we just had Watson tell a doctor, this is what we think you should do or this is what we think uh, the the problem is with the patient, they they wouldn't necessarily believe the system. So instead what we had to do is tweak the system to tell them based on the symptoms you've provided or described here or that we've captured about the patient and based on you know, millions of different cases that we've, uh, we've put into the system, here are things that Watson thinks this could be and here's the evidence and reasons why we think those are potentially the, um, the related issues. And here are what people have prescribed or how they've treated those symptoms in the past and present that information to the doctor to enable them to make a more informed decision. And that is basically a similar approach that we are taking in the RegTech space. We're actually capturing and collecting all the information and presenting it to the analyst, to the uh, investigator to provide them with the evidence to enable them to make a more informed decision and to be able to make that decision more quickly which drives greater efficiencies and effectiveness
0: great so you're you're leading this really exciting new venture and would love to hear maybe some of the biggest learnings that you've had thus far and also if you're okay to share maybe what keeps you up at night about driving this enterprise forward
1: Uh, it's a great question and uh, you, you know it's interesting because this is a still a new and emerging technology. You know one of the things that always keeps you up at night are, you know one, will it really work? And two, will people have the patience to uh, you know to let it work? And uh, a great example is what we often find is anytime you apply some type of machine learning technology, the first time it tries to address the problem or domain space you're never going to get the best answer. And in fact, what we find in a lot of these cases, it does take time and patience to train the systems, teach them and enable them to address the problems. And ensuring people have the patience to deal with that. Now, one of the positive things is we've been dramatically improving the time it takes. And what we find is once you start training it in a particular domain, it gets quicker and quicker over time. But a great analogy uh, that one of the medical institutions uh, shared with a uh, group of people at one of our investor days was they said when they first started using Watson, it was like working with a first-year med student who kept asking a bunch of questions. He kept on having to repeat himself, and it was a little frustrating. Then after three months, it was like working with one of the best med students he's ever had that remembered everything he told them and never had to repeat himself and always kind of followed up on everything. And then 3 months later it was like working with a peer, and 3 months after that it was like working with someone that had read every single clinical trial, every single research article, knew every t- had seen every single case anyone else anyone had ever seen out there, and you could ask any question and have confidence in the answer. And that's sort of what we're seeing here, and we've luckily been able to dramatically improve the time frame. As an example, we applied this technology at a UK bank for monitoring trader communications and in the first uh, instance when we first applied it, we found the accuracy rates of understanding traders that speak their own language and are oftentimes in noisy environments was really subpar. When we first applied it, it was in the 45% accuracy type of rate. but Within a couple of weeks, as we trained it, not within months but within weeks, we were able to get it up to 78 to 80 percent accuracy, which may sound a little bit um, still, you know far from 100 percent accuracy, but when we compared it to the actual manual review um, of the information. and and manual transcription, we found that we were actually approaching the same rates as manual transcription because when you listen into those calls, even someone listening in might not be able to understand and hear what people have said. So we were able to dramatically improve that. In a similar situation, we went into a financial crimes uh, area where we were able to identify uh, 20% of the false positives uh, within the first two weeks. And within another couple of weeks, we're able to identify over 50% of the false positives. So make dramatic improvements to how you can learn things. And we've had other similar situations with reading through and understanding complaints and categorizing complaints, being able to more quickly drive in as you feed it more and more data. So I think you know the, the big thing that um, you know, keeps me up at night is, you know, will people have the patience to uh, you know to let these systems learn and work so that they can start driving uh, advantage and can we deliver the capabilities quickly enough because obviously there you know there is a lot of competition in this space it's a hot area and a lot of value that can be provided so you know as with in any business you want to make sure you're capturing the opportunity before your competitors do
0: Wow, sounds like an exciting time. <laughs> um, so as we close, our, close out our time with you, um, we'd love to hear more about your vision for the future of Watson Financial Services and really where you see this going in the future.
1: So uh, the, the interesting thing is that a lot of the initial approaches have been about helping people do what they're doing today better. Um, how do we take the regulations that they're reading through and help them identify their obligations more quickly? How do we take the alerts that are being generated by current systems and help them better interpret and understand those alerts and process those alerts more quickly and get through them? However, the greater opportunity and where we are heading is how can we actually use some of these alternative technologies to transform? how How people are performing performing these functions in the first place. place. And that's where we believe the real opportunity is going to be, where we can move from helping people get through those false positives more more quickly quickly, to how can we we actually do a better job job of identifying identifying financial crimes. crimes. And that's, and that's where we will where be heading is how, be how, heading can how can we, transform we actually transform and provide, to provide new approaches, new innovative new approaches, approaches to dramatically new, improve dramatically the, effectiveness the effectiveness of the business, of the business outcomes, outcomes banks are looking for, looking which for, is not which just, is to, not reduce just the to reduce time the time, time it takes them to, take to, get, through to the get through the current, current challenges, challenges, but how can they how do a better job of identifying people that are involved in money laundering, identifying the people People conduct in their conduct organization, in their organization or, identify or identifying and better understand complaints or, complaints or, concerns, or concerns, of their concerns of their customers.
0: Great. Well, all really exciting, um, and we're excited to watch how this evolves, and certainly where Watson goes from here. So, Mark, thank you so much for joining us.